Hello, and welcome to the Reselling Report podcast for today, Monday, July 20th, 2020. I'm your host, Ann Eckhart, and every weekday I upload the Reselling Report to update you on the day's retail and e-commerce news, including the latest from eBay, Amazon, Etsy, and Poshmark. Whether you're listening on YouTube or your favorite podcast site, make sure you're subscribed. And now let's get on with today's show. Well, happy Monday, everyone. I hope everyone had a good weekend. Uh, likely outsourcing for a lot of you, I am sure. Uh, If you are going out to do any retail arbitrage, note that major retailers are now requiring customers to wear masks with more stores being added every day. As I record the show now, um, masks are now required or will be this week at Costco, Starbucks, Apple, Publix, Walgreens, Walmart, Trader Joe's, Target, Best Buy, CVS, Harris Teeter, Kroger, Kohl's, Whole Foods, American Eagle, Verizon, HEB, Menards, Home Depot, Lowe's, and BJ's. And the um, major retailer CEOs are calling for a national um, mask mandate. I'm reading from the um, retailleader.com site, but this story is everywhere. It says, as some consumers continue to rebel against the wearing of masks, some of the nation's leading retail leaders are calling for mask mandates in all 50 states. In a piece published on CNN Business, 21 retail CEOs called on U.S. governors to prioritize the health and safety of their workers and the communities they serve by requiring patrons to wear a mask when visiting the stores. The call, basically an open letter, comes as many states and regions report fresh coronavirus spikes and as concerns spread about more deaths and economic damage. This simple requirement, along with the social distancing measures and sanitation protocols we have implemented in stores, is the best way to minimize risk and dramatically reduce the spread of COVID-19. It's dim entertainment this time in the pandemic. All those viral videos of retail employees and consumers dealing with outbursts of people refuse to wear masks inside stores. Mask rage appears to be growing in the U.S., and there's reason to believe that the situation could get worse in the coming weeks, thanks in part to summer heat. As that happens, many retail chains have set their own mask requirements for shoppers. Still, some states are resisting mask mandates, officially at least, The most recent example being Georgia, where Governor Brian Kemp signed an executive order forbidding cities and counties from setting their own mask mandates. The letter from 21 retail executives mentions the frustration that retailers deal with when dealing with consumers who refuse to wear masks and the risks involved. In mandating the use of masks in public settings, the role enforcement should not fall upon our employees, team members, and associates. Requiring retail employees to serve as de facto law enforcement could lead to an unsafe environment for our employees and customers. All retailers will do our part to clearly communicate such policies to our employees and the public, but it must be the role of government to properly ensure the important safety initiative, and it must make it the responsibility of every individual to follow the law. The retail leaders paint a picture of what could happen if the nation's governors do not step up and require masks to be worn by people who are in public and shopping. Without government leadership, a small but meaningful segment of customers will continue to disregard private sector warnings, placing themselves and others in harm's way by shopping without a mask or face covering, the letter said. The retail leaders who signed their names to this letter did thank those governors who have led on this issue, putting safety first and requiring individuals to wear a mask when shopping. So the uh, CEOs um, who signed this letter, they're from Best Buy, Dollar Tree, Ulta Beauty, Gap, Nordstrom, Southeastern Grocers, L-I-D-L-U-S? I'm not sure what that is. Um, anyway, <laughs> Foot Locker, GameStop, Taylor Brands, Giant Equal, JCPenney, AutoZone, Levi's, 
Asina Retail, Joanne Stores, Vitamin Shop, Ikea Petco, PetSmart, and L.L. Bean. So uh, it is getting very difficult for the stores to mandate masks themselves in places where they are not mandated by the local or state ordinances. So they would like to see a national rollout. And as I mentioned before, the large retailers that now are requiring masks, again, the list continues to grow. And I would expect that we shall see that trickle down to uh, smaller independently owned stores. Getting into news from the reselling sites themselves, we'll start with eBay today. There's a new post over on the e-commerce Bytes blog titled, eBay publishes new fees and new user agreements. So probably like me, you got um, messages from eBay over the weekend in regarding updates to the user agreement. This post reads, eBay notified sellers of changes to its user agreement effective August 20th, 2020. In its email, eBay outlined some key updates, which we'll review in this post. A reader who received the notice wrote to us, if you dig through various links in the eBay user update info, you can eventually find the information on the new managed payment selling fees. It shows 12.35% on total amount up to $7,500 plus 30 cents per order for most categories. eBay user agreement key updates. eBay called out a few changes in its new user agreement. We've revised Section 6 labeled listing conditions to clarify that some listings will have predetermined or new payment processes, which appears to reference the following provision. And this one's a tongue twister, folks. (laughs) For items listed in certain categories, subject to certain programs, and or offered or sold at certain price points, eBay may require the use of certain payment methods subject to our payments methods policy. For example, for inventory covered by authentication services. Ugh, Monday, Monday. I can't talk. Buyers and sellers may be subject to escrow, screening, shipping, and or payment handling requirements. Next, we've revised Section 14, Labeled Managed Payments, to clarify the payment entity services. The entire section is well worth reading, according to the post on e-commerce bytes, um, and they do point out the following provision. The payments entity may, in its sole discretion, manage payments on your behalf, even if you haven't provided all requested information, and the payments entity may withhold payouts pending receipt of such information. In other words, if eBay enrolls you in managed payments and you continue to sell, but eBay does not have every piece of information it needs, including your bank account, it may hold your money. And finally, we revised Section 18 labeled Legal Disputes to update our agreement regarding arbitration proceedings. At first glance, it's unclear what eBay changed, uh, and it didn't spell it out. So, yeah, the um, most important part here, obviously, is the managed payments that if they don't have your account verified by providing them your bank routing information and you get moved to managed payments, uh, they'll keep your money. I am still in the line to get into managed payments. They said, I've got all the information I need and I'm in the queue and they'll let me know when I'm over. But as of right now, still not over. So there's that. Also, in the um, new eBay managed payments section, there is something that some of you may be interested in if you use PayPal working capital loans. So way down the page, um, there's a third-party tools FAQ. 
Can I use PayPal working capital? Answer, we want to ensure your transition to managed payments is as smooth as possible. Once your account is enabled for eBay managed payments, you may need to take additional steps to repay your PayPal working capital loan. When eBay manages payments, your sales activity is no longer visible to PayPal. If you're a PayPal working capital customer, that means that even when PayPal is included as a checkout option, PayPal will no longer be able to see your sales or be able to deduct automatic loan repayments from your eBay sales. PayPal has a number of free and easy solutions to help you manage your PayPal working capital loan repayment and can also provide information about other financing options. To ensure your obligations are fulfilled, you can visit your PayPal working capital portal to understand the actions um, needed to take. And then in another section that is titled, what... um, options, what are my options for working capital through eBay? It says, coming soon, we will be introducing financing options from eBay's seller capital powered by LendingPoint. Sellers can get fast, flexible, and transparent financing with no um, origination? Origination? What is that word? I don't even know. Or early payback fees, basically. Um, And then there is a, a new page up on eBay that says, keep moving forward with flexible financing. Now, I this is a, at least visible to me. And it says, you're pre-approved, gift up to $25,000 to achieve your goals, eBay seller capital, powered by lending point. Um, so if you have been utilizing uh, PayPal working capital, then you need to figure out how to manually pay that off. And if you still want to utilize some sort of lending for your business, eBay will be offering that option. Now, again, I have access to a certain portal here. It says I'm pre-approved. I don't know if that's for everybody. So I won't be linking this page in particular because I don't know if this is just showing up for me. But um, I know some people have been really worried about utilizing um the financing options that PayPal has been giving us, uh, but there will be an option with eBay, and I'm sure they will be doing the same thing. You just, they will take the money out of your account as you get sales. But if you're still in PayPal with a PayPal working capital loan, you need to get over there and figure out how to continue to pay that off or pay it off, especially if you are um, on the cusp of being moved over to managed payments. If you've struggled selling certain brands on reselling sites, they've either gotten tagged as potentially counterfeit or you've got a Vero, uh, this is an article that may be interesting to you. It's over on Forbes.com and it says, brands may get a new weapon to keep unauthorized sellers off Amazon with the Josie Marin lawsuit. The article reads, try as they might, brands have long been challenged to keep their products out of the hands of unauthorized sellers. This is especially troublesome to luxury brands where exclusive distribution is a pillar of luxury brand marketing. Such resale has been allowed under the first sale doctrine. This law doesn't give copyright or trademark control over lawfully made products once they are sold on, even if that sale is not authorized by the copyright or trademark owner. Exercising control over unauthorized resale has been further exasperated by Amazon and its third-party Amazon marketplace. Amazon has been a thorn in the side of brands for years since it is frequently alleged to be a major source of counterfeit goods, and its marketplace allows resellers who get their hands on authentic branded products, sometimes through underhanded means, to sell them on its platform. Now in a potentially important trademark case, Josie Marin Cosmetics may offer a new way for brands to take back control, and 
and it is using Amazon's own stated third-party policies to further reinforce its claim filed in June against Morning Beauty in the California Central District Court in Los Angeles. The substance of this lawsuit is that Morning Beauty violates its trademark because the products being sold are materially different from products sold by the company or its authorized resellers. The only way we can stop someone from selling a trademarked item after the first sale is if the product is material different, materially different, excuse me, explains attorney Milton Springnut, who specializes in trademark, copyright, and patent litigation. Josie Marin Warranty Policy states that it will not honor the product warranty for goods bought from someone outside their authorized channels. So these products are materially different from products Josie Mar is it Marin or Marn? I'm sorry. And its authorized dealers are selling. In this case, the products sold by Morning Beauty are not claimed to be countered or fake. Only that the products sold on Amazon are not supported by the manufacturer's brand-approved quality controls after production and without warranty that consumers who buy through authorized dealers are guaranteed. The Josie Moran products sold by Morning Beauty are material different from those bought from the company or its authorized dealers like QVC. Further strengthening the suit are Amazon's own policy. First, all branded products sold in its third-party marketplace must be the same as what the brand owner is selling. These goods that come through the unauthorized reseller can't be claimed to be the same. That is not true because they don't carry the same warranty. Second, sales of a particular product on Amazon, regardless of seller, are sold under the same Amazon standard identification number, the ASIN. With the same ASIN, all the products get thrown into the same bin. You really don't know who the supplier of any particular unit is. The next obvious question is whether Amazon bears some liability in the suit as well. Quite frankly, not many clients out there want to take on Amazon. I've been looking for someone to do that because the legal tools already exist to stop Amazon and protect clients in the luxury goods space, but most clients just don't want to tangle with them. So this will be interesting to watch because this will likely, if it, if it um, is in her favor and she wins this suit, it will be a reason that specifically luxury brands, but really any brand, could say that you can't buy an item secondhand and resell it on a site, especially Amazon in particular, I think, because they do get put in with all the products. So if you send stuff in via FBA to Amazon and two other people send the same stuff, your stuff all gets thrown together and Amazon pulls, you know, the one that sells and off it goes. And they could also be selling authorized um, products that they got from the manufacturer itself. So it definitely could affect Amazon. Will it affect eBay, Poshmark, Etsy? I mean, you never know. Things have a tendency to trickle down once Amazon is made to um, follow a certain rule or make any changes. The others tend to follow suit. I think it is a little bit different, especially if you're talking about cosmetics um, and especially fashion, clothing, accessories that you purchase secondhand. Cosmetics, I should say, may not be the exception. Um, it might be clothes and purses that you buy secondhand. But if you're buying liquidation cosmetics, could eventually be a problem if you're reselling them even on eBay and Poshmark. But we shall keep our eyes on this suit and see what ends up happening. Have you ever thought that maybe your username or the photo that you use on reselling sites could cost you a sale? Well, according to a post on Etsy, a seller does believe that that is what happened. This post is titled, Your Profile Picture Cost You a Sale, 
any other Etsy shop's experiences. This um, particular seller writes, hello all, I hope you're having a wonderful day and staying safe. I joined Etsy so that I can sell designs modified and created by my partner to raise money for filament for our quarantine project. My partner and I are providing PPE and other cheap tools to local at-risk communities. That includes communities that are primary people of color. So of course we support hashtag Black Lives Matter. We're also both transgender, so it would make sense to include our representative pride flag. Our machines that make the PPE were supported by multiple members of the LGBT community, and we wouldn't be able to accomplish it without them. After placing ads on Instagram and Facebook, I received a message from a user that had no favorites, no purchases, and no prior account history. I assume you can't send messages as a guest, which is why they created the account. They claimed that we missed out on a sale because of our profile picture. While I could care less about losing a sale to someone who would say something like that, why should I bother trying to make you look good at these affordable prices when you're that evil? I want to know if other shop owners who have publicly displayed pride flags have also had this experience. And this is an active thread, but there is um, a highlighted response that I was going to read. And it says, it's... It, the shop icon in your shop they were so offended by since it has the flag colors on it. I know it's baffling when the random stranger feels the need to go out of their way to make a comment, but do your best to brush it off. The whole taking the time out of their day to create an account and send a message says far more about them as human beings than their random words ever could. Try your best to brush the nonsense off. We sell a lot of quote, inappropriate and offensive humor, and I get those same sort of random unsolicited messages all the time. Some just feel the need to say something as if their opinion of us even matters. We usually get things along the lines of, quote, that is so offensive, or, quote, I find this completely uh, offensive and poor taste, shame on you, or, quote, this should not be on Etsy, it's inappropriate, etc. Clearly, they didn't read the tagline of our shop, offensive is the entire point, lol. It does make me giggle a bit to think that now that we have clicked on it to open it because they just had to send me a totally unsolicited opinion that they think might continue to see things like that on their Etsy homepage, which is funny because once you interact with a shop and show, you know, you click through their stuff, Etsy's just going to show you more of those things. Uh, this poster ends by saying, I now have a canned answer that I copy and paste as a reply to those sorts of messages, which goes something like this. Hi, thanks so much for the compliment. This is exactly what we were going for with that item, which happens to be one of our best sellers. I always giggle a little when someone orders it. Have a fantastic day. I never hear from them again after I send that. So just an interesting thread that's going on. Um, I've never gotten anything. I mean, my screen name is Annabella's Gift Shop and it's just a logo. So I've never had anybody contact me like that. But you can actually um, definitely let me know. Has somebody ever commented on your username or your profile picture uh, affecting their desire to purchase from you or not purchase for you? Definitely let me know. And finally, in Poshmark news today, there's lots of new posts over on the Poshmark Facebook page. Some inspirational quotes. Don't stop until you're proud. And then must watch AM to PM featuring at Kim City. You can follow Las Vegas posher Kimmy from the moment she wakes up, takes new cover shots and how she winds down her day. That is on the Poshmark YouTube channel. Oh, another quote. You can and you will. And big congrats to Marlene, Marlena Doctor. She was able to pay for her new car completely with her Poshmark side hustle. And finally, um, Poshmark is promoting the section on their blog, Five Ways to Creatively Source Inventory for Your Poshmark Closet. Uh, So if you are in a spot, maybe like me, where 
you can't get out. It's maybe you don't feel safe getting out. Things aren't open. You just don't know how to get more inventory. Uh, they offer some suggestions. Browse the for sale and free section of newspapers and social media. Write a post about asking for inventory. I've seen people do this on um Instagram talking about how they posted on their personal Facebook pages, asking their family and friends if they had any donations for the thrift store that were piling up back when thrift stores were still closed, they'd be um, glad to take it off their hands. Also searching for words like decluttering, garage sale and estate sale, cleaning out all of your own closets to see what you can sell from your own house and going through storage. Note that your bathroom has listable items too. Uh, Poshmark has expanded their categories, so you can now sell hair, skincare, and body uh, items on Poshmark, and bath towels and shower curtains, plus sunscreen, wigs, beauty tools, and more. And look for community reseller boxes on Poshmark. Man, they are all over being advertised on Instagram, people selling reseller boxes. So you can definitely find those on Instagram. You don't even have to go directly to Poshmark. Uh, to find them. But of course, they are there as well as on eBay. Ask your family and friends for inventory. And then they're promoting their own wholesale market. I have never purchased through Poshmark's wholesale market. It seems like everything is just so ridiculously expensive over there. You can let me know if you've ever had a good experience in their um, wholesale section for boutique items or buying in bulk. But again, if you need some creative sourcing strategies, Poshmark has the tips and tricks for you. And that's a wrap on today's show. If you listened on YouTube, please be sure to give the video a thumbs up and leave me a comment. Remember that you can also listen to the podcast via Anchor, Spotify, Apple, and more. Check out the show notes for links to the articles I referenced. And if you want to learn how to make money on eBay and YouTube the way I do, check out my books over on Amazon. You can find my Amazon store linked as well. Thank you so much for listening. I will talk to you again tomorrow. Have a great day. Bye.